My name is Michael Cruz Godre and welcome to another episode of Everyday Fijians. Now, in today's episode, I have another guest with me. Now, before my studio was a Toyota Warrior in 2014 model, <laughs> but uh, thankfully today I've been invited into the household. And today I have a special guest. He's, you know, another everyday Fijian. He has, you know, he has a full-time job. Uh, he's involved in, you know, matters, other errands as well, such as church and community-based work. And also, I believe he's also a uni student as well, but doing everything online. So without further ado, I welcome Willie Lotu to Everyday Fijians. Willie, welcome. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for having me. And, uh... Yeah, welcome to Lotto Residence <laughs> in uh, Glenwood 2768. There we go. He's repping the area and he's repping the code as well. Yes. So, Willie, yes. so in saying that, what is your full name? Before you get, what oh, is your so full name? My full name is uh, Willie Sony uh, Francis Lotto. Oh, Willie uh, Sony Francis Lotto. Yes. And, Willie, um, you know, what's your links? Where do you, you know, where do you come from? Your parents, your mom uh, and dad's side? So, my dad comes from. Um, out west from Nandrongao. Oh, the stallions. Yes, the Māori stallions. Hakwa Nandro. You know it. <laughs> and mom and mom. And uh, uh, mom comes from uh, Ngao, um, Vasu from uh, Tabiuni. Ah, Tabiuni. Tangimodia, eh? Yes. So it's, well, so it's saying that, well, since you've explained that. Yeah. Now, were you born in, born in Fiji or were you born in Australia? I was born in Australia, West yep. in Sydney. Yep. Uh, West May Children's Hospital. Uh, yeah, pretty much grew up uh, North May, Parramatta for a bit, then moved further west to where we are now in Glenwood, mm-hmm. and Spain, uh, spent um, now I think it's up to almost 22, 21 years here mm-hmm. in Glenwood. So yeah, and um, loving it. Beautiful. So saying that, Willie, you know, being born and raised in the West, you're Westie, mm, yes. but also on top of that being born in Australia. Yeah. And being, you know, the, you know, being raised in Australia, but even though you're raised in Australia, mm-hmm. you're raised in the Fijian household, of course. Yeah, that's true. Now, being raised in the Fijian household, what was your upbringing like as a as a Fijian? Oh well, we still had. Um, I think we, uh, for me and the siblings, we spoke English around the house, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, we also we could understand, but wasn't fluent in the language. But we could understand it just because mom and dad were uh, speaking Fijian to each other or to relatives, um, whether they visited um, home or, you know, through uh, phone or any means of communication. And that's how we, um, like, picked up, um, you know, certain words and um, which sort of expanded to, like, uh, you know, easy sentences we can just catch on. Uh, I'm sure... Um, Others can uh, relate to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sure you can as well. Yes, yes. Yeah. But um, yeah, I would say my Fijian's not that great. Um, you know, you've heard that saying, uh, plastic. Uh, yeah, but it is, yeah, it's plastic. Yeah. Or, it gets, or, thrown, yeah, it gets thrown around a lot, especially once Islanders. Yeah, exactly. So, in saying that as well, with your upbringing, but of course, you know, mentioning your links mm. to where your parents come from, you know, not only speaking in the Bowen dialect, but also yeah. Nandro, they have their own yeah, dialect. Yeah, so uh, dad. Um, to speak in the Nandro dialect um, to obviously his links. Yep. And uh, for me growing up, you sort of tend to, I don't know, I found it um, easier to understand it more than bone. Mm-hmm. 
mm. um, just with growing up and just with um, hearing, you know, uh, dad talk, um, you know, uh, uh, pretty much every day to to my aunties, uncles, either in Australia or back in the village or back in Fiji. Um, so yeah, we sort of, you know, started to catch on. And one thing that was big was uh, when I started to visit the village every so often or when, or, or when I could. Um, it's just like, uh, you know, uh, they tried to um, implement that language in us, especially um, us boys, mm. you know, because we carry that, um, not only carry the name, but also carry, you know, especially where our dad comes from. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, cool. So, awesome. Uh, something I'm still working on. Yep, yep. But, uh, yeah, hopefully I can be as fluent as uh, I am now. That's it. <laughs> That's awesome to hear. Really wonderful, wonderfully said. Now, in saying that as you grow older, uh, you know, in your upbringing, um, how about when it came, you know, you look at young, you look at young kids now, especially toddlers, you know, they've got the iPads, mm. you know, they've got, um, especially some, they've got mobile phones. Yeah. Um, they've got all this latest technology. How about you as a kid growing up in the oh. West? What was your form of, you know, um, entertainment? Form of entertainment, probably just, uh, I had a TV, it was, it was like a silver Philip, you know the Philip TV? Yeah, the Philip TV, yep. there were like Was it the, the flat screen or the one with the big box at the, the end? The, the 3D box ones, <laughs> just on the TV cabinet. Okay. <laughs> yeah, sometimes we just had to press the buttons or, uh, or most of the time because we couldn't find the remote control. Uh, but other other than that, you know, I had a, uh, I had a bike. I uh, would just, uh, um, you know, ride the bike around the neighborhood. Um, with some of uh, my mates from school. Okay, let's go into yeah. that one. That's a good one. Your mates at school yeah. were they mostly islanders or was it mixed? Oh, it was a mix. Um, mostly, uh, you know, some Kevalangis yep. in the group, um, and uh, yeah, sort of a mix of Kevalangis, islanders, um, Chinese, Indians. Uh, so, yeah, multicultural circle. Yes, yes. Know, at a young age. Yep. Um, I've got to learn some of, you know. The way they were brought up yep. by me uh, going to their house, um, you know, and obviously as a kid playing games and and whatnot, um, and um, them coming here as well. So um, yeah, I sort of broadened my um, you know understanding of other cultures, and you know I'm very grateful for that um, as well. Mm, yeah. Beautiful. So you're saying that as well, being raised in school, you know, going in, being raised in Australia and going to primary school, education, was it um, were your parents strict in your schoolwork? Where they said you have to do good in school, like most Fijian parents say? Yes, absolutely. If you don't do good in school, you get either the belt or the ruler or any other means. Yeah, man. Uh, especially my mum was, you know, hands down strict on us you know make yep. sure that our homework was done before we went to play yep you know coming back from school she will say where's your homework you know sometimes we try to get out of it um you know back then we had to always um either use the office office uh what do you call it? the office phone yep because uh you know i didn't have a phone of my own yep um until you know i got to high school i think my first phone was a sony sony ericsson is it the flip phone? No, it was just this plain, just a one-sided phone. Yep. Orange at the back and black at the front. Okay. Yeah. Man, so, my, man, bro, my first um, mobile phone was the Nokia um, 3300. 
Oh, the third through ten, the one that has snake two on it. Oh no! The one, the brick, the one, yeah, the unbreakable yeah, 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 yeah. fan. You drop it, you put it in water, <laughs> still it works. But I didn't do that. But yeah, man, it just shows how fast. Yeah, how fast, how, uh, how fast uh, technology is exactly. gone. You see now uh, the kids have their. They got an iPhone. Yeah, iPhone. I was like, man. I mean, imagine if I was, you know, back in those days when I had an iPhone. Probably wouldn't be coming to school. Could do anything. <laughs> could oh. get out of school, get out of class. But I think you. I think um, you know. Thank God for. Such, um, you know, there's upbringing and experiences where you know um, it was. I wouldn't say harder, but it was. Uh, we just didn't have much back then than now. Mm. True. Pretty much. Yeah. So in saying that, you know, you've been to you've been to numerous times to Fiji, yeah. Yeah. So of course, been to you know far, you know, back to Nandro. Yeah, Nandro. But also, you know, going around part of Suva yeah, and Nandi. Now, when you were good, when you went to Fiji and coming back here, mm. and you see the difference in lifestyle, oh, the difference in infrastructure, mm-hmm. the difference in, you know, in regards to when it comes to, um, you know, behavior. Yeah. You know, for example, like right now is right now in your house we're sitting on the chairs. Exactly. But yeah, if you're going yeah. just someone sitting for chief, yeah, exactly. or someone that is of higher nobility, yeah. you know, um, there's a Polynesian saying mm. that I learned I'll probably defeat you know, not in the Polynesia but a Pacific mm. Island saying that, you know, it's better to sit at the back exactly. than being told to come to the front and being to go to the front and then being told to go sit at the back. Yeah, exactly. So what 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 did you see that you saw that, you know? Oh. For me, I think it was important to understand the customs, especially in villages you, uh, you know, you're about to uh, walk into, um, uh, and just understand certain protocols, um, just to be respectful and mindful. Um, you know, you walk into a village um, with, you know, with you have to cover yourself, obviously, especially for ladies, mm. um, and, and uh, with men as well. Um, you know, and uh, you want to uphold because it's upholding values mm. in uh, you know the, the villages, and you're also you're presenting um, yourself from you know where you're coming from. So for me, I think uh, you know how you um, when when once I touched down in Fiji, I had to um, you know uh, go to my dad's village. Um, so they knew I was I was in the islands. I knew I was in Fiji. To, um, uh, pay my respect as well, you know that I'm present, um, and um, you know they go about the protocols. Uh, one of the, you know, um, our cousins or uncles on my dad's side would obviously um, hold a yangona or hold a, hold a yangona most probably, um, saying that you know I'm here mm. and <coughs> we all know you're here. Yep. And, um, um, and and uh, at the same time that um, I'm paying my respects, uh, yeah. But uh, we wouldn't be sitting on the chairs like we are now. Yeah, we'll be sitting on the floor. <laughs> yeah, and I tell you what, there's not many uh, couches in that. Yeah, there's not. There was one. There was one good example. I went to. So I went to my uh, my cousin's sister's wedding. It was held in Nandi. Yeah. And they had the weird wedding in the village. Yeah, yeah. And I saw when there's no chairs, everyone was sitting on the floor. So, oh, man, this is going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> so, it was, but it just shows, you know, like, you know, uh, probably when it comes to chairs or hiring equipment, they may exactly. not have the finances for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, in a way, it makes it really appreciated that, exactly. you know, when you go to these posh weddings, for you know, sure, yeah, yeah. especially, um, you know, pigeons that hold weddings here. Exactly. You know, they've got the fireworks, yeah, you know, yeah. they've got the chairs, yeah, yeah. the elegant dining and yeah. all these things. 
Um, it just shows, you know, that we're very, we're very blessed to be in a nation such as Australia. Exactly, and we're we're uh, well looked after here as well. Mm. Now, saying that Nandro, yeah. uh, we're going to change the subject here. Nandro <laughs> yes. is, of course, well known for rugby. <laughs> yeah, you know. And of course, when it comes to rugby, you know, playing against Nandro, it's like you're playing mm. against the Canterbury Crusaders. Crusaders, or and it's Stones. like, and they even say Nandro Nga is the Canterbury Crusaders of. Fiji rugby. Yeah, and it's rugby town. It is, it's rugby know. town. Yeah. So, in saying that as well, in regards to Nandro, mm. um, you know, they've had many well-known players. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Wame yeah. Um Even when you look at the stock, I mean, the, the players now that are yeah. playing right now, ex-Fijian internationals, yeah. Napoleon Nalanga, exactly. just Malua. Yeah. Um, Pedigree you know, is just, you know. It's just amazing. amazing and, yeah. and on top of that as well, you know, we've, we've, we've been... You know, having Nandrugan, yes. Nandrugan heritage, yeah. not forgetting yours, your other village links as well. Yeah. Um, did it inspire you to play? Of course, oh, you know, it will say, of course, all <laughs> Fijians you played rugby. So, of course, during your prim- yeah. primary days and uh, high school days, you yeah. played a bit of rugby? Absolutely. Um, it was just, I don't know, uh, for me, as a kid, um, I mean, just fell into, uh, fell in love with the sport. Uh, no one had to teach me. It was just something that was always there. Mm. Uh, you know, dad would always uh, talk about it, or um, he will have the TV on, watching it, or we'll go to games watching it. Um, and um, you know, as, at a very young age, I started to you know, under understand the rules, uh, not only in union but uh, league as well. So I started off as a leaguey. Yep. Uh, out in Quakers Hill. Then I moved back yep, to shout out to Quakers Hill. Yeah, Quakers Hill Destroyers. <laughs> Quakers Hill Destroyers, yeah. shout out to them. My goodness, there were some good times there. <laughs> Didn't have to drive myself to training. Like, <laughs> I think it was under sixes, under sevens. Yep. <laughs> uh, but there's, um, you know, really enjoyed uh, what I got out of it was just uh, the mates I've made on, along the way. You know, some of them I still uh, stay in contact with. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, as uh, you know, playing uh, footy, whether it was for a club or just for fun, you know, um, I enjoyed it. Every, uh, you know, everything about it, um, except for training. Uh, I did not enjoy that one bit. Um, actually, I didn't mind. Um, you know how we we, we go through um, you now our set plays, but um, fitness. Fitness wise, I was, you know, I was, um, yeah, I, I was just, I had my head down and wasn't looking forward to it. You know, the coach would be pushing us. Oh man, it's just, uh, you know, there's pre seasons, off seasons. And also, it's a man, so also, may may mention about playing rugby league. And, uh, of course, we kind of uh, forget to mention, uh, you know, notable figures that played rugby league yeah. for Canberra and Broncos. And yeah. guess what? They're from Nandrunga. <laughs> yeah, so, some Lotte Tungiri and, uh, yeah. you know, the one, you know, the. Lotte and Nandrunga. Two formidable wingers of their day. That exactly. Just, you know, whereas as soon as they grab the ball, you know, they the make ball, something yeah. out of nothing. Something just happens. Um, unfortunately, I wasn't um, around at that time, like, to remember Norn and Ruku yeah. playing. But I was told uh, many stories, and you know, there's highlight uh, reels about him on YouTube. Oh yeah, yeah, he was he was so, a ball. He was um, he was around during my time. So oh, yeah. in the 1994 Grand Final, I was five years old, oh, yeah. and he played one of the best games he's ever had. Yeah, and right. Just seeing him just barnstorming down the sideline, and, and especially don't forget in his team as well, yeah. 
He had Bradley Clyde, mm-hmm. Ricky Stewart, yeah. Mal Meninga, yeah, you know, Laurie Daylor. Yeah, there you go. It was the formidable Green Machine team yeah, back wow. then. And for him to be a part of it, because I think how Tim Sheen's got him was... Oh, it was a Tim Sheen. Tim Sheen was the coach, and I think... Yeah. I think because I remember Noah, he used to play sevens. Oh, yeah, he, was, yeah. he was a union, you know, most of, you know, he's a union player. Yeah, yeah. And I think Tim Sheens must have scouted him or spotted him. Wow. And then next thing, he's a household name in Canberra. So wow. it's amazing to see that. But not only for um, Norman Drucker, yeah, but not only for Ken Sistawanga. Yeah, He played, I think, a season or so with Canberra as well. Yeah, for sure. And also um, that kid, what's his name now? Valelium? Yeah, he's playing yeah. now. It's he's like, playing now. So. A fair few Fijians have, um, you know, done the green jersey. Exactly. But um, on top of that as well, uh, how about when he came to high school? Okay. You know, he came to, you know, what, <clears throat> even though you're playing rugby yeah. in sports, yeah. were you looking at rugby as a way, you know, were you looking at it yeah. as a way of taking it up professionally or you just yeah. saw yourself, wait a minute, um, I've got to see, I've got to try and back it up with a plan B. Is this something I well, can do education-wise? Or what is my what is my yeah. role or goal, goal yeah. in the, the next... Long-term goal, yeah, yeah. Yeah, how about that? How can you explain that? Well, for me, like, honestly, I only had one thing on my mind. And obviously, as you're starting high school, um, you're sort of transitioning to, a, you know, that stage of um, you started to take your schoolwork seriously. Mm. Um, but then at the same time, you want to you want to enjoy, you know, want to enjoy uh, you, uh, what you love. Mm, yeah, for that's me, it. That's rugby. Yeah, for me that was you know that was rugby. Yeah, whether it was league or union. Um, honestly, wanted to uh, you know take my rugby uh, to the you know, next level. Uh, try to uh, try to get into representative um, footy teams, and um, but at the same time. Uh, I will thank God for my mother who instilled in me that education is important. Ah, yeah, that's uh, good. And she also reminded me of um, how dad's sisters have, you know, um, have also graduated uh, from their, um, graduated and have their degrees, um, you know, uh, which um, tells me that, um, you know, that a lot of sacrifice yep. had to be done and, um, you know, they also had a plan B, as you said, mm. you know, so they can always fall back on you know, that degree they had or yep. go into something else. So I think at the uh, when I got into, I think it was year 10 or year 11, yep. we had school certificate. Yep. Back yeah, back then. It's yeah. changed, yeah. eh? Yeah, it's, it's changed. What I'm do not, they call it now? I'm not sure if they still do it now. Because when I did my school see back in 2005 and that's 15 years ago. Yeah. yeah, it's still called school certificate. Yeah, it's still called school certificate. Oh, yeah. And then I'm, you know, when I asked the um, young people today, it's still called something else. Mm. And when I mentioned school C, and they say, "What's that?" So, <laughs> it's like, wow, yeah, times have changed. Yeah, time has changed. But I think back then, school certificate was taken like seriously, like. Oh yeah, you, know, right. you, know, you can you can either do it. Or, um, you know, some groups dropped out of school during that time. And I remember, yeah, that most, um, some of my friends, they did school C. And after that, they, they got to a trade. Yeah, well, they get into a trade. Yeah, yeah that's it. So there was one, one, uh, one boy, his name was, uh, I think it was, uh, his name was Peter Zajakovsky. Hmm. Top of the, top of the class and everything. He was yeah, the right. ducks. Right. And then, um, next thing, yeah, he, um, he finished hmm. and he began doing the trade. So, oh, wow. 
Oh, so he. Yeah, he just yeah he just he just dropped off from. But in his views, like he's done what he wanted to do. Mm, so he right. probably wanted to do a trade early, yeah. in order to get his qualifications just like that. Oh, yeah, do yeah. his apprenticeship, get it out of the way, and boom. Because wow. yeah, he was doing a trade. But um, but back to you saying that as well, it's important as you said, you know, education. Exactly, education uh, is important, especially when you're living in Australia, in mm. Sydney, where there's so much <clears throat> opportunities. You know, that was one thing that my mum always reminded me. Yep. That you know the reason why. Well, here is because, like, uh, my grandfather, who was a late missionary. In Darwin? Yeah, was North, in Northern Territory. In Northern Territory, yeah. of course. So we're going to go into that one now since you mentioned it. Oh, yeah. So your parents right now, they're, they're based in Nolombo. Yeah, Nolombo. As, as uh, missionaries. Yeah. Part of the UPCA. Yes, UPCA. But even with them there, there's history behind that as well, yes, if you can history. explain. So there's um, so, so listen, 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 guys, on this. Yeah, so, um, so where my my parents are now there it's called Nulumboy, which is sort of the tip of um, Australia and for those that don't know um, in regards to fact on the yeah. Boy, that's where what's his name who played for the Melbourne Storm Will Chambers Will Chambers yeah. was born and raised am yeah. I correct so there you go bit of a bit of a history there go yeah. on carry on Willie. so if you watch the news <laughs> and you watch the weather you'll see Sydney uh, Brisbane uh, Cairns you know and you know, um, look out for Nulum Boy, which is at the top. So yeah. Anyways, um, going back to the story, I think it was in 19, 1940s, 1950s. I believe because I believe I posted a photo. Yeah, of this, you did. Oh, and no, it showed the yeah, early the pioneers. Page, yeah. yeah, the early pioneers um, in the um, outback mm. were Fijians. It's amazing. Yeah, um, you know, bearing in mind before where it continues on, is that you know when you look at Fiji itself. Prior to colonialism, mm. prior to being discovered, it was a nation known as the Cannibal Isles. It was a nation yeah. where um, the locals, especially the Tongans, they all yeah. say to the explorers, "Don't go there because yeah. it's a dangerous, it's a dangerous, dangerous. You know, it's a dangerous I think, place." Like, it was during those dark ages, because, like, I believe um, not all Fijians were cannibalism. Mm. You know, if they could navigate their way through the seas and find an island. They can also go find fishing. the source of fishing. Fishing, uh, yeah. Know how to live. That's you know it. I mean? Probably so, that is that is yeah. true to extend as well yeah. because sometimes the way we get our history exactly. is from books, exactly, from and books. it's from the accounts of missionaries. Like yeah, I remember yeah. reading in um, Fiji and the Fiji, uh, Fiji and the Fijians, Volume Two. Yeah. Uh, one missionary saw one account on Bow Island that twenty six yeah. people were being cooked in the lobo. Yeah, so it was, a, it was a feast back then, hmm. but. You know, you're you're right in the sets, and also exactly. when you look at the old photos, mm. when I mean the old photos, yeah. how lean they were, yeah, exactly. how muscular they muscular, were. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, there was no, there was no, guys, there's no protein powders back then. You know, <laughs> exactly. you know this is just like lean, you know, lean yeah, diet and lean so on and forth. You know, but so on and so forth. When you, but when you look at the Fijian diet today of the 21st century, mm. it consists of McDonald's, KFC, <laughs> Pizza Hut. But thank goodness it's uh, expensive back in Fiji. Yes, yeah. yeah, I, think the, yeah I think the go-to is Chicken Express. I think so. There is a big KFC in Suva. Oh, there is. But I heard it got burnt down. So. Well, but, there um, you go. There must be a sign. <laughs> so, <laughs> but also on top of that, it's, uh, yeah, it is um, the main... The main is not only Chicken Express, but also Burger King in London. Burger Bandy. King, yeah. Man, but, um, but what I'm... Well, yeah, there you go. <laughs> but also what I'm seeing as well in Fiji is um, the increase, you know, the increase in um, sales of other food, 
you know, yeah. the fuel agency of fuel trucks. Yeah, right, right, right. So it's an amazing thing because um, you know, I was saying this to uh, I was saying this to one person. I think it was Savi last week. So yeah. Savi, uh, last week's guest. Yeah. Uh, after the podcast, you know, the Fijians they're very good with their hands. Mm. You know. Yes. So, but in saying that, carry on doing in regards to your your parent, your you know, especially when it came to your grandparents. Oh then. yeah. So the, uh, the way you know how I got here, or how my parents got here was through my granddad, uh, late uh, Tanya Lalotu, who was a uh, missionary in um, Northern Turkey, in Nolomboy. He, uh, I think it was in the 1940s or 50s, he was called to... Through the Methodist yeah, Church? Yeah, through the Meth- yep. uh, yeah, Methodist Church, that's correct. Yep. Um, he had uh, done uh, you know, missionary work with uh, communities and um, uh, indigenous you know, people over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, uh, down the years, um, they, uh, my dad's brother and sisters were born in. And uh, the funny thing is, they, I think uh, dad was saying they were able to uh, pick up the language, the indigenous language, which is crazy, you know, to see a Fijian uh, speak in a, you know, in a dialect that is not from Fiji, but, uh, you know, the, but from you know Northern Territory where they were in Nolomboy. Um, but yeah, I think it's through that sacrifice and through my grandfather moving from Fiji to Australia. Um, it's, you know, it's, a, it's a, one of a, a great story and testimony of um, you know my, my family and I being brought up in Australia, um, Sydney, Australia. Mm. Yeah, so um, I could go on, but it's a long story. Carry on. There's plenty of time. We've got, we've got approximately um, forty-five minutes. No, it's a long broadcast, man. <laughs> hey, man. So, yeah, yeah. Carry on. So, about your so, um, so, yeah. So, yeah, so, granddad and. Um, so, what this was? Be- this was during World War Two. If they came in, or was it after World War Two? Yeah, I think it was after World War Two. Yep. Um, so they came and settled, uh, you know, in Nolombwe, um, and it's. Uh, funny fact, um, they, uh, you know, they lived in a community called Irukala. Yep. In Nolomboy, and uh, I'm not sure if it's in Irukala, but I know it's in Nolomboy. There's a road uh, named after my granddad. Okay. Called uh, Lotu Road. Lotu Road. Yeah. All right, cool, yeah. man. Lotu. So a bit of Fijian influence is installed in Nolomboy, yeah. in uh, Irukala. In Irukala. So it okay. wasn't just, uh, you know, my granddad who was... Uh, was one of the many missionary Fijian missionaries there. We also had the Salkurus yep. and our uh, Rikas. Yeah. So um, that was uh, very interesting. And was so in saying that as well, was it because they were they were taken there? Um, was it a calling for them there or was it in a way that the United the, the, the Methodist church, church so that the Fijians could adapt yeah. and communicate with the indigenous people? Yeah, I think it was a bit of both. Mm. You know, um, obviously trial and error I think it was just to see how um, you know Fijians would um, you know engage with the um, you know indigenous community and how they would cope and adapt um, especially with uh, you know their customs and the way and their lifestyle and you know uh, if you look now there has uh, Fijians have a great influence in Nolomboy and in Northern Territory um, just because of that you know um, our missionaries, um, you know, visiting those places and, um, you know, living the way 
um, they lived, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, and, you know, just, um, I think it's such a humbling experience as well. True, uh, true. You know, uh, you know, you're sort of out coming to a foreign land yep. um, and learning these ways of life, um, you know, um, how they how they lived, how they talked. And remember when they lived up there, you know, of course, when you look at Fiji, it's tropical. Mm, you know, exactly. there's oceans, yeah. you know, there's rivers, you know, it's yeah, right. nice lush green trees. Yeah. Now you're going to a place like Nalulumboy, it's outback. It's outback. But the funny thing is, it's near the sea. Oh, there you go. All right. Well, there you go, ladies and gents. I haven't been to the Lumboy, so don't make sure those of you don't know where Lumboy is, it's on the coastline, sort of of Australia. So you obviously see the see the beach, uh, and you know, and influence of um, I know um, island, uh, you know, island influence there with palm trees planted there as well. Ah, okay. So you, when you look at photos, you think you're in the island, but. You know, that's um, Nolomboy, if you type it on, uh, what's it, Google Image? Google Images, or just um, look up Bill Chambers as well. Bill so Chambers. he's a product of Nolomboy as well. Then so, you can kind of swim in the, in the sea, in the water. Why is that? Uh, then there's crocs. And, okay, uh, then I <laughs> wouldn't do that. Crocs and uh, other creatures, you know, hanging around uh, um, under the sea, um, if you know Australia. Man, there's you can find anything anyway. <laughs> True, we've got what isn't isn't like out of the top. Well, we've got eight out of the ten most deadly snakes oh living goodness. here. Yeah, tell me about it. So it's it's something else about with Australia. Yeah. So saying that as well, um, you know, in saying that as well, uh, well, in regards to you know the mission work up in the Lollumboy mm. and your parents being there. Yeah. Um, now going back to rugby. Now yeah. last week we were talking about sevens. Oh yeah, yeah. And seven. of course, seventy is uh, is always a topic amongst Fijians. Yeah, the number uh, one sport. Um, n- not in the number one sport, but it's like where everyone thinks they are level three world rugby sevens <laughs> coach. You know, they they know which um you know which players to choose and that. Yeah, yeah. Now um, they're like selectors. They're like the selectors. <laughs> they like should put him on. It's oh, like when, they should change the coach. Oh, it's like when Fiji wins. <laughs> You know, we, we, you know, we say, oh, man, yes, that's my yeah, team. I told you, they should yeah. have kept him on. You know, when Fiji wins, oh, that's my team. Yeah, you know, 6-7 viewer, you know? Yeah. Oh, 6-7-9, yeah, toss As soon as Fiji loses, yeah. oh, do I, do I should be kicked out. <laughs> uh, you know? They should get uh, Serevi to put the boots back on. Serevi, get the boots back on. Or Vakurun, you know, Vakurun and Billy's no good, take him back to Wardens. <laughs> you know, so they, they'll come with all these excuses. But, yeah, exactly. um... In saying that, you know, we're, we're just talking about sevens. And what the main topic about sevens, mm. now this is probably be a, in regards to every conversation or so. Yeah. Tuai versus Serevi. Now this is a very, you know, to debate. Yeah. You know, it's like LeBron versus MJ or Pele and, Pele and uh, Maradona. So yeah. in our Fiji circles, it's yeah. super, uh, so, um, exactly. uh, Serevi, Serevi and Tuai. So we'll, we'll discuss about this. And, you know, yeah. both of them, both of them have, have amazing traits. And they've know. had a great influence in the way you know sevens is played, um, especially with tactics yeah. and set plays. Um, you can just see how Fiji has advanced to another stage, mm. especially when Ben Ryan has taken yes. the squad. And I would recommend those that are listening. Uh, I've read his book Seven Seven, yeah. the biography of the you know the the road to Rio. Uh, yeah. it's something else. I don't want to spoil it, um, spoil it here on this podcast, but 
If there was a one book to read, I uh, would, would recommend reading Seventh Heaven. Seventh Heaven. Seventh Heaven by Ben Ryan. Oh and it's, uh, it's an amazing insight of what Ben Ryan had to deal with mm. when he went to Fiji. Oh, wow. You know, leaving, yeah. you know, the... The comfort of his home. The comfort of his home in London. He had yeah. everything. You know, technology, you know, the, the facility is coming to a place like Fiji yeah. where, you know... Not as advanced. Not as advanced. <laughs> um, not as advanced. Um, you know, when yeah, it much more relaxing, much more relaxing. Not as much facilities, and we don't go by the time, and we don't go by the time. So, it's one book I recommend. So, yeah, between Tua and Sarevi. So, really, myself, I haven't talked with about this. Mm-hmm. And from my perspective, from my view, when I think of you know, for me, when it comes to you know, which one is the best player, it's very hard to just you know, to try and debate amongst because when you look at Sarevi, Sarevi bought. But you know, he mm. was po- the way he played was very, poetic. was very poetic. It yeah. was very, um, you know, f- flowing. He flowing, had his, yeah. the, you know, the trademark exactly. goose step. Yeah. You know, the forty meter pass mm. with one hand. Yeah. Um, reading the game. Reading the game yeah. As with Tuai, you know, mm. he brought that. It was like two. I was two It was like an, It was like just you know. What, what um, intrigued me about Tuai was his the way he defends. Um, you know what I mean, uh, yeah. especially for his, uh, a man his stature and size. And yeah, people understand. Oh, we're gonna bump him up. Yeah, exactly, right. bump him off. But if you if you see the you know how strong, especially how strong the, his legs are. Yeah. When um, not only you know running with the ball but defending. Oh my goodness, it's crazy. Like, yeah, if you see his calves, oh yeah. my, it's like little tree trunks. Like, it's and just you know the way he tackles. I don't know if he can coach that up, but. You know, it's something that it's, I think it also comes with passion as well. You mm. know, you know, you're and, and bear in mind, and bear in mind as well, folks. You know, when you look at it as well, it's like Ben Ryan spotted, you know, spotted talent exactly, Dwight, yeah. because most people that nick Dwight up because he's too small, he can't make it, he's not good enough. But Ben Ryan saw something in Dwight that none others yeah. couldn't, and it's just showing now how it's been evolved on the field. For you know, sure. like it's amazing, like. He may, you know, he stands in the position mm. and he does a little shimmy, boom, he makes a break. He makes a break. <laughs> but yeah, like, like, I think everyone, like, sees, you know, the good parts of his game. It's like the shimmies and the the, the, the dummies, you know, the, you know, the side steps, the goose steps. But, uh, what I, you know, why he's one of the greatest, you know, Fiji sevens player, I reckon is because he could, for a small man, yeah. He's able to stand his crowd and defend. And bear in mind, he came from Newtown. And for those, you know, shout out to the people living in Newtown. Yeah. Not Newtown, Sydney, folks. I mean, in <laughs> Newtown in Fiji. So, yeah. Newtown in Fiji, it's um, situated, of course, in Siberia. Yeah. But um, it's, um, how can I say? So, what's a, what's a place here? Probably Mount Druid or so in the housing commissions? Houses or there? Yeah, it's like, it's, yeah, it's a pretty, it's not a, it's a pretty, it's like a slum. So for him to come out of those slums and yeah. shine forth on the global stage, um, yeah, it's just something that nice. Ben Ryan, if you if you understand, you know, um, how Ben Ben Ryan got Jerry Toy, it just shows the opportunities, hidden opportunity talents there are out in Fiji, especially in, you know, villages where they have probably the next Toy or the next Serevi. Yeah. Or the next Davao. Oh, right. <laughs> so it just shows the depth uh, Fiji has, um, you know, in the rugby scene. Well, not only while we're talking about depth, um, depth, you know, depth, um, Nandro, mm. you know, like um, 
You know, when I think of Nanjo, you know, let's go back to 1980, where they just, they lost to the All Blacks 14 points to 6. Mm. And the halftime score was just 7 nil. This is Nanjonga against the All Blacks. Not Fiji, this is Nanjonga against the All Blacks. Against the All Blacks, 14-6. And the the player in that team was Brad Johnstone, who later to become the 1999 Rugby World Cup coach of Fiji. And Michi did a very awesome job with them. We we should have gone to the quarters, but we lost in the the pool match against France, thanks to controversial referring to Paddy O'Brien. But um, also on top of that, Nandrung beat it in New Zealand Māori in 1973. So there's yeah. a lot of a lot of history with mm. Nandrung itself. Yeah. And, you know, with you coming from Nandrung. It's the sand dunes, guys. That's it. <laughs> the single talk sand dunes. Yes, I was talking with a player. I was talking with a, I was talking with a um, fellow from Nandrung, lives in Hurstville. Mm. He was saying that, you know, he was saying to the, he was telling me about the boys when they go train there. Yeah. They were telling me that the boys in training, the coaches tell them, if, if you conquer the sand gyms, mm. you get the Nandronga jersey. <laughs> exactly. So it shows that you had to earn that jersey. Exactly. You had to earn Not it. anyone can, you know, put up that jersey. Yeah. Even if you can step or, you know, defend, yeah. you know, the best. <laughs> you try to finish those sand gyms. No, you, you, earn, you earn your spot. Well, you earn your Matt Gitter, I remember Matt Gitter went there. Mm. Matt Gitter and uh, Christian... Uh, um, I think it's Lalifiana, yeah, yeah, yeah. a former French prop band. Yeah. They went there. They were they were they were exhausted by the yeah. end of that um mm. by that really test. Sure, yeah. But um also on top of that as well, you know, back to rugby. Now we're gonna have a bit of an icebreaker here. Yeah. Now, since we've talked about rugby sevens and Joe Tuai and Serevi and Nandro, mm. Okay, now bro, this is the Mount Rushmore segment. <laughs> so you got your you got your architects here. You're Mount Rushmore, but over here it's Mount Kosciuszko. Mount so Kosciuszko, yeah. Who's your five? My five. Who's your five rugby players that you put on Mount Kosciuszko? Any rugby players? Yeah, Fijian based. Oh, Fijian based. Okay, so um, you know, I obviously thought about this because I was uh, aware Cruz might. Ask this question. Um, so, uh, growing up, uh, you know, I, uh, as a young man, I was watching, uh, I think it was called the, called the Super 12s, Super 12 Rugby. Yeah, yeah. Before uh, what it is now, Super Rugby. Yeah. And back then, there was a sensational winger who had extraordinary balance um, on the wing. He played for Auckland Blues. Um, Okay, so number one, guys. So number one is Rupeni Nimbuda, the Boa yeah, Bullets. Exactly. Yes, as Willie um, said, it was just um, phenomenal pace. Phenomenal pace strength. and balance, strength, step. If he um, and if he'd stayed on, yeah, I I believe he would only be the best wingers of all time. Absolutely. But what he took a he took a course, he took a road that mm. he he later regretted. But what was the game against in the World Cup? Uh, was it two thousand and three World Cup? Yes, yeah, so the, the games in the two thousand three World Cup against played against France, France and Scotland. Scotland. The other two matches he got suspended because oh, he he hit Rafael Ibanez on the head on oh, the elbow. So. so, but he was lucky to get only two matches. Yeah, lucky to get two. Okay, but so the, you know, those two matches are one of the most watched. You know, yes, Francis Scotland clips on YouTube. Yeah, Francis from, Scotland. You know he's run. He's running. Yeah, wow. and it's just amazing that yeah. for those of you, you know that are Valda um, fans, it's just the way he ran. That yeah. it didn't didn't look like he was um, trying to run fast, but he's sort of like gliding. Gliding, yeah. Gliding on the... 
And even when he bit, like when he stepped, it didn't look at like a step. It was like like his hip swerved at yeah, the same swerved, time, yeah. and he just kept going. All right, that's number one. All right, number two. So number two would be um, probably one of the biggest uh, Fiji Sevens icon uh, going now, and probably will. Now is Wasile Serevi. Wasile Serevi, the little master. The magician, the king of sevens, multiple times Hong Kong sevens winner, two-time IRB, um, two-time IRB World Cup sevens uh, champ, and also the only Fijian to be inducted in the World Rugby Hall of Fame. I think um, he's the way he, uh, he, the way he played rugby, has uh, had a great influence of how seven um, he's played now. And I don't know about you, but I remember back in the days when I was playing. Uh, most of the young boys, especially the Fijian boys, they yeah. roll their sleeves up. They roll their sleeves up. And, get... and they have that um, small fringe. Yeah, right, they try and get the small yeah. fringe. Serevi fringe. The Serevi fringe. <laughs> roll their sleeves up, get the tight shorts, show their big leg, big leg. But then when they play, they look like Serevi, but they yeah. play like a prop four. <laughs> <laughs> and remember that uh, time when he was holding the ball up yep. like this? And people uh, trying to imitate this, it. Uh, three, three fingers. Uh, he made that break, holding the ball with against New Zealand. Yeah, against New Zealand. And I don't know if you saw after where Tomasi Ramajinia um, did a late hit on him. Oh, late hit, yeah. And <laughs> if you watch, if you saw the comments below, yeah. uh, Sarevi said a few colourful words to him oh, at okay. the end of that, so which we'll not mention at this podcast. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's alright. So Sarevi, yeah, he's done yeah, like he he laid he laid the foundation. He laid the foundation. But yeah, let's not forget our first winners back in 1977, I yeah. believe. Of Geleratu, mm-hmm. um, you know, those notable plays mm-hmm. back then. Um, is it Twisese, I think? The captain, he led the oh, yeah, nice. and all that, all those plays. And then, of course, progressing to the likes of Waisale Serefi, Alcaratindere, Tomasida Mahasinia, Mesakis Rasar, remember him? Mm-hmm. The tall four that yeah. when he runs, is, is like grinding his teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all these plays, and it's mm-hmm. amazing that. But what's Serevi done out yeah, of that? Yeah. Um, and also Serevi playing against Lomu. Yeah, in 90, Lomu. I think it was 94, wow. 95 or so. Yeah. But it's amazing when you look at the 90s itself. Mm. I think I think out of that whole decade, Fiji appeared in eight, eight or nine, uh, eight or nine Hong Kong wow. Sevens finals. That's Just a pretty wow. awesome record. And out of that, they won 90, 91, 90, 91, 92, the first three. Second peaks. home of Fiji, Hong Kong. Yes. <laughs> Hong Kong is like Fiji's home way from home. Yeah, exactly. So, 90, 91, 92, they won the first three P, yeah. and then 97, 98, 99, yeah. they won the second three P. So, it's like the Chicago Bulls of the 90s. Really not but also, when you look at it as well, 97, yeah. they beat the Springboks. Yeah. Bear in mind as well, that, as, as, bear in mind as, as well as that. Don't forget, two years prior, they just won the World Cup. Yeah. So 1997, they were aiming for that sevens. Because they had a very strong team. Andre Venter, yeah. Bobby Skinstad, the halfback, uh, Van Wus, Van uh, Van that long South African name. Well-known halfback, unfortunately, passed away <laughs> uh, a couple of years ago from um, uh, debilitating the disease, a very bad disease that affected his body. Mm. But it, but they beat them. Fiji beat them. Because you had, in that team in 97, you had Serevi. Chapetuikambe, Marika Bunimbaka, and also the Steel Man, the late Steel Man, Aminyasi Naituyanga, the Steel Man. So, all these players he had, but the way Sarevi played, he made them even more greater. Okay, so that's number two. That's number two. Number three. Number three. Oh, man. So, all these players I'm picking, to me, they were exciting to watch. Yep. I'm sure they would be to others. But my third one would be uh, 
he had one of the best steps in sevens rugby. Uh, Willem Ryder. Oh, <laughs> yeah. See, I remember during that time when you look at this, yeah. like not you know Willem Ryder here, you know the the stepping techniques just it's just oh, you know crazy. back then you know back in the early nineties just a normal step. Yeah, you know you just step. step. Yeah. Freddie fit the step or anything. Yeah. Of Sarevi had the goose step. goose step. But then you saw in the early 2000s with like of Benji Marshall. Or something else. The size just, it just revolutionized. Yeah. Benji Marshall, Carmichael yeah. Hunt. Yeah. And then William Ryder was another one. William yeah, Ryder was, yeah. I can't explain it. And when I try best, he'll just, he just shimmy and then he'll just do this yeah. big thing with his leg and boom, okay. he's, he's gone. And there was, there was high talks of Ryder to be the next Sarevi, but yeah. he took a contract in Europe yeah. and didn't go the way it was supposed to be. Yeah. You know? And. Who knows if he stayed more longer on the seventh scene, yeah. seventh circuit, we could have seen could him. Have seen, yeah. you no, know, who knows? You know, when another World Cup, for sure, World Cup in sevens, but we haven't yeah, won the World Cup since exactly. 05. 2009, we lost that, to Kenya. That was something that I was dreading. Is just if he just stayed, stayed. That's the only thing. Like uh, Rupini Dalvo, yeah, in Buda, if he just stayed. So like 2009, we lost to Kenya in the yeah. quarterfinals. Yeah. 2013, we lost to New Zealand in the semis. And then in 2018, we lost to New Zealand again in the semis. Yeah. So we haven't it's been, yeah, what, 12 years or so? Yeah. Uh, what is that? No, 2020. Yeah. No, 15 years. Yeah, so, 15 years. yeah, man. So William Ryder, yeah, he yeah. just had a phenomenal step. Absolutely. Phenomenal step. And also, he had playmaking skills that were equivalent to Cerebi. For sure, absolutely. And, um, and also, he wore the anklets. Remember when he wore, when he wore socks, it wasn't, it was anklets. <laughs> and then, yeah. And I think they stopped that. I think oh, they, did they? Yeah, because you don't oh. see the players wearing anklets now. Yeah, true, true. Um, <laughs> I think that so, helped him with his step. Yeah, William Ryder, yeah, it was just, yeah, it was just something else. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, and I think he was a one-level kid as well, yeah? Oh, well. No, I might be wrong, but okay. do, i got to check we'll out. We'll do our research. Yeah, we'll do our research after this, but yeah, William Ryder. All right, so number three. So two number more. Three. Uh, yeah, so this uh, Fijian player, another winger, did not play for Fiji, but played uh, for the Mighty All Blacks, um, Joe Rokotoko. Joe Rokotoko. Yeah, the Rocket. The Rocket Pocket. That's it. <laughs> Minyasi Naivongo's family right here. So, bro, many of you here in this shout out to you, brother. Minyasi, hopefully we get He's to do right. you later. Yeah, Train yeah. driver. Shout out to all the City Rail Club that... <laughs> City Rail train driver, so Joe Rokodova, yes. Jericho Another notable winner. So Absolutely, I remember uh, amazing on the uh, you know rugby scene for Auckland Blues and uh, yep, and making his debut against England in 03. Yeah, in when they three. lost, they lost in, uh, in okay. New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. But I believe at one stage he also played uh, sevens. For yep, played Zealand sevens as well. Yeah. And also on top of that as well, he was at one stage he was scoring more tries than he was playing tests. Yeah. But um, yeah, Rokodoko he made That's the it, yeah scoring more tries than he was. Yes, yeah. and then but Rokodoko he was, he made the eleven jersey his own. Exactly, yeah. But bear in mind as well, there was another great winger. But bear in mind, yeah. bear in mind as well, you know this was straight after Lomu. Yeah, straight after Lomu. Because he exactly. wore Lomu's jersey, exactly, Lomu's yeah, number. So to wear the number eleven yeah. to fulfill the shoes of Lomu, for he did sure. a very good job. Absolutely. But also on top of that, you know, you feel for Lomu as well because mm. he could have prolonged his career more. Yes, but yes. due to his kidney disease and yeah. his untimely death in 2015, yes. it just goes to show what what could have what what if. Yes. What, what if? if? What if? But Rokovoko made the jersey his own, he, yeah. he excelled and he excelled. You know, and also playing a stint in France, I think Racing Metro. Yeah, Racing he, Metro. He's done yeah. it all. He's do he managed and for his age. I'm not sure if he's still playing, but and I reckon he can still do that swan dive that 
famous one that everyone, everyone, copied, yeah, everyone, copied everyone trusts the of. copy. Um, you know uh, whether it's you know they make that break. Yep. And then it's uh, down the sideline um, or under the sticks. That famous one dive, you know. Uh, I reckon that came from uh, you know the pocket rocket Joey Kotoko. So that's it. So you got who you got? So it's um, Rupeni Dado, Rupeni, Ryder, Sarevi, and Rokotoko. One more. So one more. This is a hard one to pick, but uh, I think I would have to go with uh, the great Namatakula uh, winger Lotte Tungi. Lotte. Well, what can you You know, he's the one of the him and Petaro were the first Fijians yeah. players origin. Yeah. You know, play against you know the Queensland. You know, play for the Queensland uh, Maroons. Mm-hmm. Also on top of that, um, you know, we've uh, Lotte played for the Finch and Butler in the 2000 World Cup. Yeah, that's it. But also on top it's of that, we've covered him. it all, mostly. Um, Two-time Premiership winner, yeah, in, first it. in 2000, yeah. second in 2014. Yeah. Also playing for the Wallabies, made it the World Wallabies, Cup yeah. final, but, um, quarter, quarter-final World Cup mm. in 2007. And like he's done it all, he's made that achievement. Pretty much, yeah. And yeah. it's amazing why these athletes, especially go overseas, the money they make. Yeah, the money they make. And you know when they go yeah. back to you know they put built their huge charm. Yeah. Like when I when I was going past whenever I go past from uh, Suba to Nandi, yeah. going past Noma to Kula, yeah. seeing his house. Oh, yeah, yeah. Man, oh, nice, man. It's huge, yeah. bro. Yeah. But so that's your five. Yeah, that's my five. That's yeah, really yeah. five. Well, that's Good awesome team. Five, uh, that I was sort of like inspired and you know there were these players that i enjoyed watching um you know with when when it came to league or uh union uh 15th or 7th yeah these were the the five fijians that i you know always watched out you know when uh, they came on the scene now in saying that today's willie hmm. the 2020 willie yeah. now you've gone through in uh, high school primary school hmm. you know your upbringings you know um you know your parents influence in regards to education now of course you're not playing professional rugby right now but no, what, what are you doing now what's today's Willie? what's today's Willie's occupation oh so today i'm a um, support worker yep disability support worker yep um honestly uh when i when i got you know when i was thinking about this job uh i was i honestly couldn't see myself <laughs> honestly couldn't see myself doing this job at all I know becoming a disability support worker, but over time, and you know, um, I started to see that it was more than what I thought it was, um, and it was, um, you know, I'm still learning, which is something that, uh, you know, uh, I look shout out to Sione Tomalupe. Shout out to uh, the Mr. Tomalupe, who's um, probably working. Uh, for, uh, Don't worry, Sione. If um, I'll make sure, I'll make sure Willie. Willie me to the manager. I make sure Willie plays this, yeah. so we can hear your shout out. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to uh, Uncle. What's the password? I have no idea, but then shout out to Uncle. <laughs> but anyway, but so he shows your community work for so. Yeah. You know, as a Fijian working in that field, yeah. and you know, as you say, it can be challenging at times. Yeah. You know, especially dealing with. That, um, yeah. You know, people that have a disability, mm-hmm. but also shows as well that you're in a field mm-hmm. that you're trying to excel in, and also on top of that, back in your job, yeah. you're you're doing um, uni as well, as, yeah. and I believe it's just, um, the same subject that co- that connects with uh, disability. Yeah, so it's a degree called Bachelor of Social Science. Um, it's uh, a degree 
But that I'm not only doing it, but um, Cruz is also doing. Yes, I am. <laughs> so we're doing the same thing. Yeah. So, but I believe Willie's going way more ahead of me. I'm just taking my time. But I believe Willie wants oh, to. I've taken my time too. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Since COVID started. Yep. <laughs> and since before COVID started, I take my. I'm still taking my time. <laughs> but even though you're taking your time, it shows. It shows Willie that you're 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 doing you're you're taking your pursuing a degree. Yeah, exactly. I st- yeah pursuing a degree, and uh, which brings me back to um, you know, I uh, still got to finish it. Yep. You know, and it's uh, still a goal of mine to finish. Yep. Um, and if you're a student um, who's listening, a uni student, um, you know, never, uh, never give up. Or if you need a break, take that break. Yeah. But um, always try to get back on the horse and try to finish that degree that uh, you, you was that you had started. Because there's um, always that temptation once you get off. Yeah, once you get take off. Take your car, yeah, get a job, up your yeah, right. get a job, and you know, I'm making the big bucks. You know, you know, I'm saving up for a car. You know, I can't, you know. But at the same time, you have to consider, like Chris said, your plan B. Um, you know, and it, now we're getting into 2020. We have pandemic happening here. Um, it's always good to have a plan B. And how about with Fijians, Willie? What would you share to young Fijians right now? Young so Fijians. you know you've gone through it. You went through high school. You know you had that aspiration to play a professional footy, but didn't fall through. So what would be your your advice to young Fijians? That are listening to this, yeah. and to Fijians that you know they don't have a goal, you know they don't know, you know they're just doing work. How can they try and become yeah. not only successful, but know hey we can still make an influence yeah, and exactly, impact yeah. in the Australian society, yeah. not as a you know just, just not as a Fijian, yeah. but also you know as a Fijian that knows hey yeah. you know never forget where we come from, but we exactly. still can achieve. Yeah. So obviously you know for young Fijians or all Fijians. Um, you know, set some goals, you know, daily goals, small goals, um, you know, they'll obviously lead into bigger goals that you can set for yourself. Um, you know, this way you have a, a sort of, you have a way of um, working towards it, you know, and then you're ticking it off. Uh, you know, for me, that's something uh, I'm working on as well, you know, trying to take those small goals each and every day. It doesn't have to be goals where I want to reach in the next two years, but um, give me like little goals. In, eh? Yeah, little goals in everyday life, sort of thing. True. Um, you know, once you get that right, and then you can sort of you know plan for the next what two years or you know what I mean. It's just getting the little things right before you get into something that you want to plan for. You know, the long. Awesome, awesome, Willie. Yeah. Awesome. Well, saying that, Willie, thank you very much for joining no the Everyday Fijians uh, podcast for episode. Four. So I'm very appreciative that you opened your household. That oh, no worries. the studio has changed. Yeah, the studio has changed from so, uh, what, what, what's your car? So 2014 to to Orion into a nice larger house. So in saying yeah. that, really thank you. No worries. I appreciate it very much. And also shout out to you know your your, your family. Yeah, shout out to the family, and um thank you. I hope you uh, you find a means of listening to everyday Fijians with my my Kelly uh cruz uh Andre. not Andre, it's Andre. <laughs> awesome awesome so in saying that uh guys once again thank you very much i do hope they enjoyed this uh podcast and we do hope that we have another one in the next week or so but in saying that do enjoy this please listen uh the whole thing and we'll be looking forward to 
doing another one. But in saying that, yes. have a safe night, have a safe week, and looking forward to the next podcast. Unang wakalebu, and God bless. Take care.